Gathered back around the old oak table here in the Taylor Park for episode number 62 of Taylor Trash Fly Fishing. Uh, we're at three quarters strength tonight. Mark, we're thinking about you. Uh, he's taking care of some family obligations for the next week or so. So you got me, Ben, and Carl, and uh Possibly a little bit later in the show, we'll have a little cameo from somebody mm-hmm. out west. In. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little call in action. Uh, Carl, it's been a while since we've I had know. you down. In I the, know, just thinking the, the same Park. thing, man. It's weird to hear my own voice and, and headphones all of a sudden again. But uh, yeah, we're back. We're it's, back. It's got a nice ring to it. Yeah, it mm-hmm. does. So, um, you know, actually, Carl's seat was warmed up last weekend by uh, Mike Allen for anybody that missed that beer with yeah. uh, pretty interesting journey that Mike Allen took. Uh, you know, I, I've been dying to talk to somebody about that whole experience, just, you know, interviewing Mike mm-hmm. and going through it. I, you know, I was really impressed. I, and I, I know that's a big word, but I was really impressed by the fact that, you know, most people in their late teens, early twenties, when they're like, you know, I'm going to go out and go out West and get into this fishing game. You know, mm-hmm. they go out and they, they, they go be a guide somewhere. All right. Not Mike, man. He went fucking straight to the fucking factory, knocking on doors and stuff, mm-hmm. which, uh, was pretty crazy in my book, mm-hmm. but, uh, quite a journey. Won't spoil any more of it for those of you that have not listened yet. Um, well, it's been approximately 30 days since we've, uh, done one of these here podcasts mm-hmm. and uh i for one have been taking notes um i have a couple and uh i compiled some today like just yeah. in case you guys saw my phone <laughs> it's, you know what i mean it's like, like oh no yeah he's working yeah, he's, yeah, he's he, fine. all right yeah. he's not not been banished yet right he's, right. he's staying in touch mm-hmm. so um I, I think i'm gonna start off um because i don't know that we've really talk too much in recent weeks or months about uh marketing in fly fishing oh i've i Uh, have notes on this and Mm. uh you know there's um i guess the the 
what is it? The IFTD mm-hmm. um, was just announced that it's going to happen this year, twenty twenty one, in person out in mm-hmm. Salt Lake City. Yep. Oh, okay. So um, I know Carl's not going because it would require him uh, right. either riding a Greyhound bus for four days or mm-hmm. uh, flying, and uh, he does neither. Right. But uh, I think Ben and I are thinking about going out. I think I think Ben's going. Okay. If you're going, I'm going. Yeah, i got to work out some details um, with uh, some family scheduling, but uh, I definitely want to go. So, so if Larry doesn't come, don't expect me there. You can beg, borrow, and steal, but I – I like Larry more than y'all. So, so with that being said, that kind of like seeing that post, I was like, "Oh man, you know, we we had a whole year off, and um, you know, IFTD to me is just a big family reunion. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to go see a bunch of people that you normally don't get to bump into, but you see them every year, every other year, whatever, and you feel like you know them through social media." You've known them from you know past trips, past stuff, um, but the other thing with IFTD is there's a bunch of pay-to-play awards mm-hmm. that come out. Um, you know the trophy on the on the mantle is you know so and so greatest conservationist you know awarded right. by. XYZ brand of sunglasses that paid them. Every one of their films was subsidized and paid for by XYZ sunglasses. So it's like, you know, right. You're getting your own trophy back, whatever. Um, But uh, one of the, one of the things that I noticed, there's a a new spectacle um, brand coming out, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, shade your eyeballs and they're, they're talking about how they're going to change the industry. It's a new approach, new cast of characters, all that. Um, but so far, everything I've seen coming out of their shop is pretty cookie cutter uh, when it comes to the fishing space marketing. Meaning, it's really geared more towards salt water. Mm-hmm. So, I ask you all. Where do you anticipate, if you haven't seen the video yet, where is this going to take place? Just close your eyes for a minute and imagine a new Mm. brand trying to influence your dollars out of your pocket for a new pair of sunglasses. Where are they going to take you? I, like Jeff Sessions, have to recuse myself because I have seen the ad. Okay. Um, I'm going to go... Like Panama, okay. Like some kind of look. It's a location. It's a location. Yeah, yeah. And it's tropical, right? And it's salt water. Yeah. There's pangas. Panga, yeah. yeah Something panga ish. Yeah. Is, is is there at least one shot, if not multiple shots, of drinking out of a coconut that's just been hacked apart with a machete? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like some laughing around like a fire at night. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> I, well, I believe With, the preferred word is giggling around a fire. Giggling. And, and, and everybody has you know what they all, in their head. You, you, you know what they always edit out of those huh. is when, Throwing they're, up. when they're giggling, <laughs> yeah. when they're giggling, they're saying, <laughs> what do you think the poor people are doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> these the poor people, bastards. The, the people that don't get paid to come do these little trips. What are they <laughs> yeah. doing? The poor. It's, it's funny. Because that whole marketing video was shot on 
trying to figure out how I'm wording this. Okay. Don't on, tiptoe. Just fucking mm-hmm. barge on in. Okay. Nonprofit help the world organization. Like I saw the stories. We're over here. We're doing this. We're changing for fish. And same cast of characters that were there that week doing their deal. Oh, so it was a fantastic marketing opportunity. Yeah. They're all twice over. Yeah. So it's like you're there on is this organization doing something like Well, I guess Ben, you know, um I'll put on my CPA hat for a moment and mm-hmm. just tell you that they're gonna write it off whether it's as an advertising expense mm-hmm. or as, agree. you know, not paying taxes because it's a non profit. Right. Exactly. So, you know I wonder if we just double down on that. I think I think the IRS pays you when you do it that yeah, way. Yeah, by that point. Well, you know, Ben and I were talking earlier this week. Um, you know, we we may explore the uh, idea of opening a fly shop mm-hmm. very soon. Um, ben is an ordained minister. I am, and and you know, part mm-hmm. of coming to the fly shop is we're going to minister to people, right? Um, and that way, our entire operation will be tax free. I mean, you could do that or just say you're going to save something. Right. Or change. Well, you know, save something, change something. Here's the flip side. Water. We can put say water that. water in the name. And then we're no better than everybody who says they do it and don't do anything but collect money. Darn right. I have the skills and the ordination mm-hmm. to minister to people. The, what is the? It's it's going to be a fly shop slash wedding venue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'll... I'll you can wear waiters and mm-hmm. New Smyrna. I'll laugh at you, but I'll marry you doing it. Mm-hmm. So, so now that we know our, our our baseline for that sexy new pair of sunglasses, right. mm-hmm. that sexy new fly rod or reel that's you know going to be for targeting a, a a saltwater species, that template is tropical location where probably the smallest percentage of fly anglers are ever going to go mm-hmm. versus, you know, the Georgia coast, the the Florida coast, the Texas coast, you know, where the most people are actually going to fish is probably the least um, represented in marketing. Right. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to freshwater, cold water, trout, you know who does them? Do, do, do the trout guys? I mean, because I mean, maybe I don't follow enough of those accounts. Do they have these hype videos that come out for new products? And is it like is it a particular river that's like really hard to get on that like you have to get permits like the Bob or something? I think you're Ooh. thinking of like when like how do they exclude the pores? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I you're know. thinking of yeah. like if Davidson River Outfitter shoots a promotional video. That's okay. what you're describing to me right now. Very elite. I believe it's only 150 dollars to fish the private waters. Okay, um, that's the rod fee. Correct or very generous. If and I think I've mentioned this, if you buy a new rod and reel combo that's for 750 dollars, you they'll waive the rod fee and you can go fish it for free that day that, that day, day. One yeah day. okay so the only the only thing that comes to mind to me and i don't think it's been associated with any specific launch of a product or a brand but it's certainly some of the same faces that are associated with being uh 
almost fucked up and said ambassadors. And I apologize to those of you out there, the elite ambassadors Mm -hmm. that I'm familiar with. I have seen in the last couple of years trips that take place that are funded and it's for filming like, you know, a save the planet Mm -hmm. um, type message. There's a lot of heli steelheading that goes on out in the Olympic Peninsula. Okay. So, you know, we're going to slam, you know, 10,000 pounds of um, organic dinosaur fuel through uh, a helicopter to go out and uh, make sure that we are combating climate change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um emissions and yeah i mean that, that's the, that's like the only like really fucking freaky way out there what the fuck are the poor people doing today um yeah. kind of stuff that i've seen on the freshwater I, side of I'm things just not, i think or or is it you know i mean i think the camp chalk i was there that's yeah. where i was gonna go the camp chalk uh, uh that's because once you get out of that tier you're down to like an alaska float trip which is obtainable right um there's no helicopters involved typically, um, at least not on that level. Right. It's not a, it's not elite enough to be cool anymore. Yeah, like it, anybody can get access to to a beaver. Right. Right. Exactly. You know that's that's just how you get to I, the lodge. But I, I mean, can. even even that, you know, some not some. I mean, I, I know of lodges. I don't know what the, you know, whether there's affordable option lodges, but like a lot of these lodges, it's like an $8,000 fucking deal to go for a week. Yeah. You know, and it's like, wow. Yeah. Damn. I don't think, I don't think sane people are paying for it necessarily. I mean, what, I, let me back up. I do think there is the like dream trip once in a lifetime. People right. that are doing it. Like I've always wanted to, I'm going to do it. And again, if you've ever taken one, I don't care. Good for uh, you. Are, are like, we being too hard? Cause I mean, you know, we live, an hour and a half from the happiest place on earth. And imagine what a family of four pays to take their kids to see Mickey. Mm-hmm. It's got to be five figures. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, put it in perspective. I, I won't date Disney girls <laughs> that are like obsessed with Disney because I, the other, I was a seasoned park holder sticker on the I, back of their yeah, car. Yeah. There is a hard stop. Full the, stop. Mm-hmm. Hard stop. Um, because I looked up, there was a girl I was going out with, and she was like, "Yeah, I like to go to Disney." I was like, "I was like, maybe we could go do that sometime." They've got that food and wine festival. I'm like, do you know, what, like a season pass starts at five hundred dollars. Kind of like Disney. fuck Mickey. You got? I'm out. You got a? I can buy a lot of food and wine an hour closer to my house. Mm-hmm. M- one of my my majors for the kind of new marketing push is the kind of the Instagram system like in and of itself has just really moved into because it's you know it's a facebook company or right mm-hmm. th- how they're meshing them together mm. did you get that thing where you have to like your logins are the same and your yeah profile picture and it is slowly but surely turning up to a couple ads in a row yeah then you get into like a few here or there, and like when you're not paying attention, you're like, "Damn, what the heck's going on here? Mm-hmm. Who's that? Right, Who's right. This, what's that?" And yeah. it's like starting to get busy. Well, so so here's the biggest change on Instagram that I've noticed that I don't like is 
you know, however many people I follow, um, maybe 10% of that number that I follow do I get to see unless I go searching for somebody. Right. And even worse than that, used to, if you, you know, okay, you're bored, you're sitting on the shitter, mm-hmm. you could keep going, keep mm-hmm. going. Right. And like you're finding, like, oh shit, I forgot about what so and so is up to. That's cool. That's cool. But now it only lets you go back so far and it goes, you're caught up. And then it's all of these suggested people that you might want right. to follow. Yeah. And the it's rest like, of it. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. fuck you. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to follow those people, I'd be following yeah. them. Mm-hmm. I would have already searched them out. And it, that's getting weirder and weirder based on however they mesh, mesh together, both of them. Right. It's like, I don't. I get notifications. Yeah. So-and-so just posted for the first time in a long time. And then I get, um, so-and-so is now on Instagram and you may want to follow them. Right. Yeah. It's the, How about the, no? There's the, a lot of like kind of the. There's a lot of presumptions. Part, yeah. Presumptions that yeah. they, they're pushing. And the organic part of like why that was cool in the first place. It was easy, quick, whatever. It's like totally gone. Yeah. Okay, so, so so let's talk about um, people that are investing a lot in Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. in order to gain followers as a company, as a business. Okay. Um, I get sponsored ads all the time, uh, most of which, I'll be honest, are relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, okay, that you know, I can see why you serve me that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also people that I've actually spent money with that I am a customer of that have taken the time to block me so that I can't see mm-hmm. anymore. That's, yeah. Hmm. That's kind of a, a weird marketing, uh, right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like instead of continuing to earn the respect in the business, they have a bad experience, you know, customer service wise, and their fallback position is just to block you. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, what, you know, can you imagine if you complained about, you know, a burger at a joint and the next time you went in to give them another try, they like stopped you at the door and said, no, you're not allowed to come back in. Mm-hmm. You, you shat on our burger the last yeah. time you were here. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if you do that with like, and okay, so and just the the general mentality on social media within the fly fishing space. If I go and roundmouth a brand constantly about how great they are, mm-hmm. how they hung the moon, nobody would ever call me out on it. But God forbid. I make a negative comment right. about mm-hmm. an experience based on fact. Yeah. There's 10% of the people out there that will absolutely go ape shit on you in the DMs. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's like, mm-hmm. I thought that this was like all about transparency, um, you know, sharing your experience. Right. And, you know, hopefully uh, helping others avoid as a, negative as experiences. Name, social media. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Not, yeah. So there's there's a crowd of people. Yeah. That all like, you know, have their own Yeah, wait, and can and, can and it weighs out in the end. Yeah. It weighs out in the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. Um it's like you say something that's honest and true and someone stands up and says personal point of privilege. 
Right. <laughs> I don't agree with this. It hurt my feelings. Right. By the way, I have no stake in this company. I just like them. Right. Right. So, anywho. Yeah, um, um, I think I'm more interested in um, kind of branching out a little bit. I mean, there there were honestly days like over the last couple of weeks or since we did the last show, I was like, I don't need to see some, I don't know, like workout clothes or some bullshit like on, you know, like kind of misplaced uh-huh. paid advertising or even if it was kind of okay placed. I'm like, not really. I didn't like sign on to get pandered to. Right. For like two thirds of the experience. Right. Yeah. You know, like, uh, this is getting kind a of a turn off. Yeah. 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 So I think maybe spread out a little bit. I mean, I know that, um, the TikTok things going pretty gangbusters. Um, I think Twitter's different. I think it's funny. I mess with it quite a bit, but yeah, it's but like, you don't, it's kind of a different, I mean, there's different feel, totally different different there's ads yeah. on Twitter, vibe. but it's nothing like that. Yeah. Right. It's, you know it. And it's, it's funny going back to like new school marketing versus old school marketing. So elder person in the fly fishing spear sphere and the fly fishing spear. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl, this won't be as familiar to you, but when you fly, like you could flip through sky mall, mm-hmm. not sky mall, sky magazine, whatever. And they would have all these, they like, had paper back the last time I flew. Yeah. It was papyrus, but, Right. Like but, paper type. But when yeah. written in Phoenician, it was um, <laughs> not the font, the actual right. language. The From Phoenix. From Phoenix. University right. of Phoenix. Right. Um, you can learn anything there at your own pace. But the um, a fly fishing guru, okay. maybe, um, posted a trip they were at in Africa. So, right off the bat, you're you're hitting the good ones, um, and it was a photo of them with the trigger fish, and talking about how perfect day. Couldn't believe there wasn't another boat in sight. Which well, you're in Africa. I mean, it's you and some small pirates. Like you better hope there's not another boat in sight. Right. <laughs> um, you're in. You've got a lot bigger problems right. than overcrowding. Um, in fact, the population is probably fixing to get smaller. Yeah, they're yeah. not going to cut you off on the flat. They're going to cut your head off yeah, on the flat. Yeah, it's going to float by on the mm-hmm. flat. But then it had under it the... Down the path three. It says, trigger perfect. This picture sums up our trick perfectly. Trigger, sunshine, white sandy flats. Not another boat seen all week. Big smiles all the way around. So then it's got the typical, like, who took the photo and where you're with. But then it says, hat. Sunday straw hat at Avid Gear. Real, Mako Reels, Rod, Hardy, Shirt, Waiting Tights, UA Fish, um, Line, Rio, Fly, Flexo Collab, By This Dude, Sunglasses, Smith Optics. And it's like line by line. And it reminded me of like when I used to fly a lot. You'd flip over and every issue had some celebrity. They're like, what's your go-to, like, what's your go-to travel destination? Greece, somewhere exotic. What are your must-have travel places? It would be like some $300 sandal. Uh-huh. Um, and it's funny to see who like. And like the luggage they like. And the yeah, exactly. And, the and it's like. Broken down it's, it's like a, right. a curated list. Yeah. Right. You can buy everything in this photo from this article by going here. Right. $27,000. And it's funny because you can see who likes it. And based off this likes, Lucas Largell, I can't wait to see you in those waiting tights, buddy. <laughs> well. The 
let's get let's play the I mean that person, whoever it was, may have a relationship where they have, you know, they get a kickback um, for for whatever is totally. sold. And, and you know, by gosh, it's America. If you're able go to make money, it. go for it. There should be hashtag, like, sponsored hashtag ad or something yeah. along with that. Or if, if that person just genuinely loved all that shit, they should have typed, I'm not sponsored or associated with any of these people. I'm just letting you know these are really good products that mm-hmm. I found that I think you yeah. might like too. And I can respect that. Totally. But in general, um, I don't use a lot of hashtags. Right. Um, but hashtags that I really don't use very often are hashtags just to describe what I had in my hand. Like I'm not going to, Hashtag Orvis Rod. Hashtags, um, you know, whatever real is on it. You know, because to me, people have eyeballs. They can see what I have in my hand. Mm -hmm. And I know that at least since the beginning of of Instagram at a minimum, everybody started hashtagging brands, I believe, in a hope that they were going to be the next elite ambassador. I think so. And and we've talked about that ad nauseum. You're not going to be picked up as an ambassador because you hashtag or even, you know, tag a company in your photo. That shit's already decided and it's decided at a level above that brand. Their PR people have already picked who the for lack of a better term, who their models are. Mm-hmm. You know? I I'm I think one, it's a great term. I'm one ugly son of a bitch. You know, they're not I, they're not picking me as a model. No. Um, you know, I'm that old crusty grumpy guy that has a podcast that, you know, would that's f- not cr- politically correct. Right. God forbid I ever got a product and said something honest about it based on my experience. They're going to avoid us like the plague, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception Traeger Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about how their marketing basically was akin to the Yeti model. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, flood the market with a lot of people that have notoriety in the in the business and everybody will associate it with, you know, being cool. And so the only shit talking we did about Traeger wasn't that the Traeger product sucked. It was... They're following the same marketing and word got back to them through friends of friends. Mm -hmm. What we had said and to their credit, they said, well, here, checkmate. They're like, yeah, 100% we are. You want one? Yeah, here Mm -hmm. you go. You know, and by God, their shit's really nice. Yeah. I mean, really fucking nice. I mean, we, we legitimately went from like, and we like, again, we didn't hate them. We just went from like, well, there's one here. there's yeah. one at your house. Yeah, Ben, you've got mine. two. Mark's got one. Yeah, like I mean, we, that was a pretty safe bet. We just yeah. plowed through right. uh, Snake River Farms brisket that mm-hmm. Ben smoked. Ben got up at two thirty this morning. Mm-hmm. Sea brisket and C-brisket. and put right. the brisket on, mm-hmm. and you know, love them or hate them, pellet grills, smokers are so fucking easy to use. What? You don't have. You're not a slave to the fucking smoker. No. You, you, you set it and forget it, mm-hmm. and you come back, and voila, 
you've got amazing food coming off. You set it, forget it. You take your pocket fisherman over to the pond. That's when right. you come back, voila. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I've, I can't tell you the number of times, like especially summertime, I'll put something on, go fish all morning. I'll be on the dock at JB's, and I'll look and go, okay, probe temperature. Yeah, let me reduce that or let me increase that because mm-hmm. I've got in my mind I'm eating yeah. at a certain time. And then I could set an alarm, and when it goes off, I go, up, oh, keep warm. And, like, mm-hmm. I cook on my own schedule. Right. The, the the cooker doesn't dictate the schedule to me. Yeah. So Well, and that's the thing, like, so I've got master class, and one of them is the Aaron Franklin brisket class. Okay. I was super excited about it. It's all very wood-fired centric and not like pellet, but like you've got a smoker, you're going to build a charcoal bed. Right. It's on how to maintain it and how every 30 minutes you need to figure out, you know, what size log, how dense is it, and I'm like... It's it but, all seems very fun. Well, however, it's all very right. fun till it's two thirty in the morning, and you're like, "Oh my god, I want to go to bed." And right. you're like, "It's been thirty minutes. What's my temperature? Okay, what's the density of this log? Okay, I think I'm gonna put this one here." And you're trying to maintain it. When my alarm went off at two thirty this morning, I walked outside, turned it to two twenty five, got the brisket out, set it on my counter. As soon as it came up to temperature, I put it on. I was like, "I'm gonna set my alarm for five, and I'll come back and check mm-hmm. on this." And I slept till like six. Came out doing everything I wanted it to do. Temperature was good. Had plenty of pellets. Topped it off. I was like, okay, I'll be back at 10. Boom. Mm-hmm. Lived my life. I did, got plenty of stuff done today, and then that came out just fine. Oh, better than just yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, you know, there, there's there's two sides to every argument, but I would submit to the court that if you're hashtagging companies – the labor that you're spending to make sure to get noticed is futile. Mm-hmm. And here's my challenge. When, let's say the company does give you a fire emoji or a fist pump or the flex, right back to them, first one's free. Just see what they do with that. Mm-hmm. Be like, and no one's going to care. Right. But at the end of the day, it's just like, yeah, man, I'm going to, talk about it i like your stuff but like i'm if i'm not getting a kickback or a kickback or truly just enjoy the product it's it is different because most people aren't you don't hashtag because you enjoy a product typically you you might talk about it Mm -hmm. but well let's talk about let's talk about the content that's created right yeah how many content creators are there out there it's a whole new um genre of mm-hmm. influencers mm-hmm. you know there, there's people that are good at filming and editing and and telling a story that way uh whether it's one time a standalone photo or a film a video mm-hmm. brian butts mm-hmm. goes on a trip goes fishing for permit with a couple of friends there's two it's a two-boat trip He's on one boat. He takes a photo of another boat and his two buddies. It's meant for their consumption um, uh, to memorialize the day, mm-hmm. the good time that they had. Um, it was a great photo. He sends it to them. They think that they look good in it. And let's let's all be honest. Everybody likes to get a good photo of themselves. 100%. 100%. Oh, yeah. And they take, in turn... And show it to the manufacturer of the boat that they're in and say, 
look at this damn cool photo of us looking kick-ass in your fucking boat. That guy in turn goes, just like the other five people that have already seen the photo, and say, holy shit, this is a badass photo. Yeah. Throws it up on social media on their boat account. The original person that took the photo, who would be very interested in, from time to time, as time would allow, being able to provide content, probably on a paid basis, says, hey, I appreciate that you enjoyed the photo that I created so much so that you're utilizing it on your commercial account. I'm not asking for anything other than, can you please tag me and give me photo credit? And they were told to fuck off. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my God. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's beyond belief how limited companies are in their thinking. And as a result of that, I know they're, I don't follow that company. Um, but I, I remember when that whole thing went down, there were tons of people that are listeners to this show, friends of us. Um, everybody went in and piled on to say, Hey, Dick beaters, yeah. give the guy some fucking credit. Right. I got to the it. point that they went to the same, uh, you know, method of, Oh my gosh, we don't like what people are saying to us. So we're going to ban a bunch of people. Yeah. I can't see him anymore. Yeah. So, you know, that's a pretty narrow and short focused view. They should have been able to say, my bad. Yes. Please know, you know, this is who took the photo and we really liked it. What a fantastic, Mm. you know, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. How hard would that have been? Yeah. And, you know, there's the old adage, there's no bad press or whatever. It's not 100% true. Right. So here's something that I found really interesting. I always used to think um, in kind of the early days, so the earliest form of internet, I don't know if you're looking at a product or whatever, there'd be testimonials mm-hmm. on like like a website. Yeah, like the company's website. Yeah, so like you a, go to, yeah. you know, Charbro. Now it's like a Google review. Right, Google reviews. But the earliest Google reviews, like everything was kind of low because nobody went back and be like, oh, man, I just bought this, like, I don't know, can of soda or whatever. Like, as expected, man, that was really good. Oh, yeah, if it's they all negative it, reviews. Right, if they bought it and it was a can of Coca-Cola Classic as they've had before and it was cold, right? then fine. You don't have to go back and say five stars. Right. But if it was like hot and it was like dented and like the seal was broken a little bit, bad, 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 bad. So everything was kind of like low, especially um, like dining, restaurant Uh stuff. So why? I think they get diddled after a while too. I think all those five-star Google, you know, 30,000 five-star Google reviews. Nobody does that. No, I've never done that. I don't believe. Go back and say, "Oh man, that pair of underoos I just bought well, from okay. Amazon's the best." Well, so, okay, so that might—I'm not disputing what yeah. you're saying, but as it evolves, um, let's go from those early Google reviews only being people that are there to air their fucking grievance, right? It was to, like the only way to bitch, right? Okay, but <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but now there, there's a culture also. Um, Yelp. Right. So 
I know that Shannon and I, for a long time, if we were traveling, we would always use the Yelp app to try to find like a local joint, like good pizza or local, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever was like known for that particular, you know, like Mm -hmm. I can remember we did this when we were in Chicago, trying to figure out where we were going to get a Chicago dog. We were going to get, you know, that deep dish Chicago style pizza. And you could look at Yelp and you go, wow, this place has, you know, five star review, but it only has 40 reviews. This place over here is 4.8, but it has 700 reviews. Right. Well, we have the app. We always made it like if we went and had a great experience, we always would go in and do not just the stars, but then like describe what we had, why we liked it, mm-hmm. w- what we would think that we would want to have when we go back. Right. So for a while, Yelp. Like, I guess when you're using. Cultivated. It. Yeah, yeah. That culture. Mm hmm. And it was a culture where, for the lack of a better word, foodies wanted to be able to share with each other, hey, this is a worthwhile place right. to go to. Right. This place, not so much. Um, so I know that, uh, I want to say maybe Amazon or Google, somehow, some way, there's some of the sites now that it's even called a verified review that you actually right. really bought the product. You right. just didn't come in and fucking round mouth it or come in and shit on it, right. even though you've never bought it. So and now I, they are able to quantify that, yes, you actually do have the experience of buying this. Right, and I think, so that's kind of kind of where I was getting to where the, you know, quote-unquote product reviews mm-hmm. anywhere else, who, who are they? Like Instagram. Right. Oh man, look at this thing. This is badass. No, it's not. It's free. Right. You know, like how do you take you know, it's it's just a weird place to kind of buy, sell, pander to and like potentially soil for people. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. with like you're you know, just advertising all over it. Because there's no verification. There's no like crowd right saying like, Hey man, this particular, you know, piece of equipment, whatever it may be is really durable. This is really nice. Right. Fair, you know. Well, you know, okay, so Mark and I had our experience with Cycler Reels. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to purchasing the reels, our take of the company was that they were innovative. Right. That their marketing was actually brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about it on, on the podcast uh, ad nauseum about their box challenge and stuff. And then we end up going to the fly fishing show in Atlanta. This would be two years ago now. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, they're there. They're selling the reels. And it's the the newest model, which was the SF, which is like in our wheelhouse for around here. It's designed for a six, seven, eight weight. And we both are like at the booth, not even talking to each other and don't realize both of us are fucking buying one. Mm-hmm. Like we're both like, we, we totally got sucked in. So we're like, okay, cool. Meet the owner of the company. We're stoked. We're telling him that we thought, you know, great idea, beautiful, real, all this. And then he and I both experience the problems that we had mm-hmm. with the reels. Um, we're both independently, and at the same time, thinking that they are putting two and two together, that, you know, who we are, 
that we both bought the reels at the same time at the same show. We're still, we're both having the same problems. We're obviously communicating with each other. We're communicating with a fly shop. That's telling us that others have had the same problem. And it starts coming out that, well, we felt the pressure of getting this product to market and we brought it to the show. And in hindsight, we probably shouldn't have, You've got to understand that we're making this better with every iteration of it. And when we learn stuff from you guys, we make the reels better. We're sorry. We're sorry. Well, sorry only gets you so far. Mm-hmm. When you're talking to somebody that just paid full fucking retail. Premium. Right. Premium. You know, when you buy a product at retail that's supposed to be the functioning, full, ready-to-go product, And then on the backside of it, when you have not just one problem, but a couple of problems, and it takes months to get it all resolved, as the customer, you're thinking, I'm the only person that had skin in the game on this. I gave you all of the money. The fly shop got half of it. And Mark and I never, ever laid any blame at the retailer Mm -hmm. um, because I, I think they were probably just as in the dark. But the manufacturer continually Seigler would say, well, but we've got guides that we've given these to that even though these problems existed and we knew that they existed and we've been trying to work ourselves through it, they all still love them. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a difference because your guides either probably paid half of what we paid or not even more likely not at all right. because they truly were your test bed guys. And all that all that Seigler would have had to have done was to say to Mark and I, after they made their mea culpa of, mm-hmm. well, we really fucked up and pushed this to the to the fucking the product to market way too quick, and because of that, in hindsight, being twenty twenty, we can't give you all your money back because you know half of that went to a retailer, but we'll give you our half back, mm-hmm. and along with the apology that we're trying to give you and we want you to continue to be a customer. And that's how we're going to earn that trust with you is to say, now you guys, yes, we understand you have skin in the game because you believed in our brand and you bought it. And now we're going to have skin in the game with you because we're going to give you back what you thought you were buying, which was premium when in fact, what you bought was still under development. Right. And, it was beta. And, yeah, yeah, it was beta, and we appreciate you, and that's how we're going to – but that never came – they never did that. And so the way I look at it now is the total of what I paid, especially since I've been blocked from even looking at their social media, Right. if and when I do see others promoting that product, I always point out that, hey, buyer beware – be right. careful. You might not be getting what you're thinking you're getting. And it's hilarious to me that there's people that don't know the full story, even though it's available. Right. They could listen to it. We did an entire, you know, like a whole segment on the podcast. And they're like, oh, these guys are just assholes. You know, they, 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 mm-hmm. they don't, they shouldn't be saying this about companies. Well, I don't know about you, but 750 large is, is a big number to me. Yeah, uh, you know, I spent that money thinking I was getting one thing, and I got a. You know, I right. thought I was buying an apple. I got a turd. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, and at the end of the day, you come to find out because you know 
the world of fly fishing is fairly small. Mm-hmm. People that have sent me DMs being critical that I would be so terrible as to tell my personal experience that is based mm-hmm. on fact, and I've got the photos to back it up, that I'm an asshole for doing it, yet they don't even know what my story is. Right. And and that's like, that's where I'm very unforgiving is when somebody's ignorant to the facts and they just tow the company line just to, just for the purpose of towing the company line in hopes of getting one of those 50% off reels. Right. Um, I paid full boat and I was willing to pay full boat until I found out that what I bought was, as you said, a beta product. Right. Wasn't ready. But the, <clears throat> it also kind of discounts where, uh, like we're saying, a Google review or a Yelp review or whatever, there's always something, uh, the air conditioning was a little bit too cold in the restaurant, you mm-hmm. know, one star. Um, would you believe the same person that's like, oh, you've got to have one of these reels. You've just got to have one. They're just the best. Would you believe the next product that guy was selling? Because you know not to really believe that one. Right. Because you've had it. Right. Right. So you know that his experience could differ from yours, but right. the, it being the greatest thing in the world and you absolutely need one, yeah. you know different. So what about next time when his sunglasses or his yeah. flip-flops or his, you know. Yeah, they lose credibility. Right. And and I believe that even when Mark and I told our entire experience, because that's really what it was, mm-hmm. it was our experience mm-hmm. that, that we were dissatisfied with. I was careful during that podcast to say, I'm not telling you not to go and be a customer of Seigler. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you be very observant of right. what you're getting. Be very cautious, you know, be buyer beware, mm-hmm. you know, cause truth, truth. In fact, I would say probably by now a year and a half later, they've probably got everything dialed in pretty darn good by now right yeah. um but unfortunately for mark and i that wasn't the case at the time that that we were mm-hmm. doing business with them right. as customers so um you know and, it, and it, it it goes across the board you know i i never you know would shit on somebody or a brand because somebody has a different aesthetic um, choice than I, right. You know, you like that kind of boat. Cool, bro. Yeah. Um, you know, I like this kind, you know, um, I don't, I don't necessarily think my boat's better than yours or otherwise, you know, it's, it's the boat that I wanted Mm -hmm. just like somebody else wants a boat, um, where I do. And I have long ago, uh, drawn lines in the sand and thought, poorly of a of a brand and i've probably held that opinion way too long is you know when beaver tail first came out um it was a straight up oh roll roll somebody else's product upside down Mm -hmm. use it as your own plug that i mean that's just i never understood why anybody could do business with a company that would steal from somebody else Mm -hmm. um 
you know, and since then, obviously, all of their all of their boats are completely yeah different, different and you different know people too yeah different yeah. people. I think it's changed hands two oh, or three times uh, to be where it is now. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. So the original like sporting goods company did all that stuff. Yeah, and then now it's a a couple um, on the west coast, like Sarasota ish, right, right, something like that. But yeah, maybe maybe a couple in between, but um. I mean, you know, if if you invest your time and your effort and develop a new product or you're, or, you know, I'll, I'll do my best to, to be a objective mm-hmm. and, and, you know, give it a fair shake. But if coming out of the box, it's something obvious that you just ripped somebody else off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not so much. Right. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Well, fellas, you want to do a yeah, little quick break? Little break. I would yeah. say we hit a little break action, yeah. and then uh, we'll come back and uh, maybe maybe we'll get a, a little somebody else to join us for a little while, shift gears for a bit. Mm-hmm. All right, we will be back here in just a few and continue on with episode sixty-two. <laughs> here in the Taylor Park and for everyone's listening enjoyment a little cameo straight from the internet straight from YouTube Ben Siddig the huge fly fisherman what's up everybody <laughs> hey, oh, hey Ben man uh, I thought about you earlier today because I heard that uh, YouTube is doing away with the uh, thumbs down count. So how in the hell are people going to know that I'm thumbs downing all your videos if I don't you're, know. The, you're the only one that gets to see it? I, I don't know. I'm a little bummed. Well, I'm more bummed because there's, there's two or three people out there that their Mondays are going to be ruined because they don't get to hit that thumbs down immediately when the video comes out so these I know people, they, li- they live for that these people like subscribe to the channel so they get like a little notification at so yes. just so they can go and thumbs down <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. well no you know 
I th- I like to think that they're dedicated enough that they know exactly when it's published at mm-hmm. 5 a.m. Mountain Time every Monday. Mm-hmm. They don't need the notification. Or on Sundays. If Vin, Sometimes it's Sunday. Or some days on Sundays when Ben's taking a trip to Louisiana. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, how about that one? Oops. Whoops. <laughs> I discovered it probably, uh, like I woke up after it was published and and it was had been like 45 minutes or something. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> That's better than deleting uh, a, a video like I did recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm sure that was probably more of your algorithm was like, oh, shit, I fucked it. No, I'm not taking it down. I, I would lose all those plays. Exactly. Well, yeah, it didn't have too many at the time, but yeah, yeah whatever. Fuck it. There's, it's. I'm not. I'm not that strict about it. I have an upload schedule, but I can play loose, fast, and loose a little bit. So, um, have you developed a understanding? We'll call it of uh, who your uh, antagonists are. Do you have like the? Are there people that that make sure and shit on your videos like on a weekly basis, or is it like the the dude that was all upset with you that challenged you to a row off? Is that like, you know, like one offs well, episode to episode, or do you have like a dedicated anti fan group? Like, is there a history no, with these people? No, they all go away. They don't. They don't stay around very long. And there's not nearly. It, it doesn't happen as often as it used to. There aren't as many of them anymore. But they all go away. Even this last dude is like, I'll, I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he hung around for like a week, maybe two weeks, and he's gone. So, right, you know, whatever. He, uh, I put him in his place. I, I, I feel like, and he, de- he ended up deleting his comments because he's a giant fucking pussy. You know. So, <laughs> so how do you really you feel know. about it? Right. <laughs> Don't pull any punches. I man. think it's amusing. More no, than I anything. think it's great, man. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's funny. I remember like a year in, there was a guy who would like comment like thirty episodes back, and he was just going like he <laughs> yeah. he'd, he'd write a review on one that was negative, and then like forty five minutes later, then the previous episode would come up. And then the one after that, and you were like, "Dude, what are you doing? Like, going if you the hate catalog. this, why are you wasting this much time?" Exactly. I'll exactly. say, my dog loves your YouTube channel, so yeah, it's probably the music. Well, it, it, he like he just likes everything about it. So what I do, because like I don't sit down and watch him like on repeat, but my dog does. And when I leave the house, I'm like, "How oh, can nice. I help Ben make money?" So I'll like start it and I'll like whichever one it suggests first so you get the thumbs up and then I'll just let him go for hours. So I'm keeping him company. He loves you. I think he loves you more than me. Well, I got to get him like a dog bowl or something made up or maybe like a, does he wear shirts? Probably not. I'll I'll find something. I'll find something to make it. (laughs) (laughs) So, so speak going back to the haters after that last guy came through and I was, uh, you know, posting the stuff on Instagram, I actually got a message or an email or a message, something, somebody that said, I'm sorry, but I can't. I have to unfollow you and unsubscribe because I don't like the way you're treating this guy. Cause and, and like the guy that was hating on me. So, so did you, I, did you let him know not to let the door hit him in the ass on the way out? That's yeah. I, I, I wasn't a dick about it, but that's, you know, I was like, all right, cool, man. See you later. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> so, do you bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there is a certain amount this. of, um, satisfaction 
um, you know, the only place we really get rated and reviewed for podcasts that really has any significance on how often like our stuff will show up is on Apple Podcasts. And uh-huh. uh, oh, now they know, you know, we, we definitely <laughs> get some, you know, shitty reviews from time to time and, uh, fuck them. Yeah. That's, that's how we feel. But there is a certain amount of satisfaction when you see one and you're able to piece together really quickly who it is, who it is. <laughs> and, and, and that, that happened with the, uh, the one kid that was, uh, working at the Orvis shop out in Texas and uh i called him out and uh he he buried himself like a snapping turtle would at the bottom of a pond as as the fall is coming on so right you know, there's a certain amount of you know hey it, we we were talking earlier in tonight's show about you know the fact that a lot of times on social media you know it's people rush to give negative reviews long before they'll take the time to give a positive review so, it's it's the the vocal minority. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what it turns out to be. So yeah, yeah, kinda... and half the time, you know, their their grammar and spelling sucks, so I write them off right away. Right, and the, you know, they're 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 most mostly idiots. So is or, that yeah? That's huge to me. If somebody's <laughs> like, "This sucks," like S U X, you know, <laughs> like, what, like just. It just blows the argument like completely yes. out of the water, and like you know, yes. nobody else will care either. I I do like yeah. that part. <laughs> yeah, I and it, I'm maybe I'm a stickler for speller and gramming, but it's or speller or either way, gramming. either way, <laughs> either way, you're doing Liter- but, uh, literacy <laughs> matters. <laughs> yeah, but if you're gonna be attacking somebody, you got you're yeah. losing some credibility if oh, yeah. it's not legible. So what do you got going on, Ben? You got you thawing out out there, or still cool, uh, or what? It was sixty degrees today here, guys. That's about as good as we had it. On. That that might have been our high today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I am a bachelor. I've been home alone for three days. I uh, I came back from Louisiana on an airplane, and my wife is driving the two kids and the dog home. So so did you guys um, drive down there? We did. We drove because I which, saw that the dog went with you, and I was like, right. "Wow, yeah." I don't know if we're gonna do that again, but um, yeah. So we took the dog. So we drove because it was just gonna be too expensive to fly and just kind of a pain in the ass. Right. Not that driving isn't a pain in the ass. So I went down there, and I was I was glad I uh, came back early, both so I could work and because the fishing was absolute dog shit. It was really bad. Really. So, that, yeah, it was it, terrible. Were you down like the Shreveport area doing the bass stuff? Yes, just bass fishing at at our club there. Right. Um, and it was pretty much the same thing I ran into last time I was there. I was in the, I was there in July, which obviously was hot as hell. But uh, it had rained a bunch before I got there, so the water was way up, way dirty. The fish were down deep or hunkered on these brush piles. And it just wasn't happening for me. And then this time I went down there and it was unseasonably cold and it had been raining and the water was super high and super dirty and it just sucked. So, yeah, well, third time's a charm. That's right. Yeah. Positivity. We'll see. Carl. We'll Mm -hmm. see. We'll see. I was going to go to uh, South Louisiana and do some red fishing, but I had to cut that short because I got a, 
I got to be here to work and make some money before I go on a big trip next week. Mm. So we got to. Can you can you tease, can you tease where you're headed yeah, next teasers, week, man? Teasers. Uh, I can. It's uh, it's it's a it's the it's a permitted river in Montana. Smith Let's put it that way. That's, that should narrow it down a lot. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't. I think it's the only. Is it the only permitted river in Montana? I don't know if you guys would know that, but it's the only one I know of. So I'm going. It's five nights, six days, but I got some travels on either side. Uh, did I ever tell you who uh, who I'm taking with me in the bow? No. Germs. Jeremy oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm picking him up in Bozeman, and then we're gonna go do that whole thing. And you're bringing. So. You're gonna drive your boat up there. I am. Boat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking cool. the big new boat and I have three pony kegs on order that I am picking up soon. You're going to put them in the boat. So you're going on a drinking trip. Well, I mean, there's going to be 12 dudes. Oh, so, wow. They're all yeah, going to be yeah. in your boat, aren't they? <laughs> That's, big I think it's How big is this big. boat after all? It's a, it's pretty, a yacht. It's pretty fucking big. Yeah. It's like it's, a it's rowing yacht. Pretty, it's pretty fucking big. It's it's you, like you know when you see the bay boats on the lagoon, you're like, "What? Why are you here?" Uh-huh. Like that. It's, it's like the shallow floating version of that. Uh-huh. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. cool though. So you it's know, Ben, I, right. I did watch um, your video on the review of the new rig, and uh, yeah, you know, you've already kind of admitted yourself um that the floors that you that you made uh your attention to detail wasn't exactly where it needed to be so in light of your vip um front angler uh coming out did you redo those and uh, make sure and include the astroturf covering (laughs) i should i should get some astroturf for him holy Mm -hmm. shit that'd be hilarious so you know what's funny like to each their own. If you want to sea deck your boat, if you want to astroturf it. But the other day, I saw Titleist makes a pair of flip flops now that have astroturf astroturf on them. And Germs is like the first person I thought. I was like, man, <laughs> I could have saved this guy so much time if I'd have seen these. Oh, it's <laughs> hilarious. That'll be a fun <laughs> yeah. trip, though. Y'all have a good time for sure. I I hope so. Oh yeah, we'll definitely have a good time. And. uh yeah, we're, it's all just weather dependent, really. I mean, the fish are there. Uh, we hope to have enough water, and I hope it's not snowing. Ooh, so, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's not going to be 75 degrees shorts and stuff like that. I mean, the grass isn't going to be green. There's going to be snow around. So, so with, with just, you having uh, the warm temperatures today and such, uh, you guys still have snow around the valley? or? Um, oh, yeah, shitload. There's still, okay. you know, a couple feet of snow in the yard. Oh, wow. But, the, uh, yeah, the driveway has melted out. The deck, uh, well, we shovel the deck, but I got a little bit of the backyard melted out. So, yeah, still plenty of snow, and I'm sure it'll snow again, but uh, we're getting it. It's, it's, we're coming into what we call mud season. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard that term. Everything melting yeah. and just, yeah. Yeah, the river's opening up. I just today saw somebody fishing at the access right by my house. Uh, the big river's floatable. Um, fishing was largely good. Uh, but I, I went the other day and it wasn't, or a couple days ago and it wasn't that good. But things are waking up here for sure. Nice. So, um, go ahead. have have you uh, been in the market for any new sunglasses lately? Uh, no, I just acquired a new pair of sunglasses. So. Okay. 
Why? <laughs> we could talk about sunglasses. Well, like, what, what what do you look at? What do you look for in a pair of sunglasses? I mean, other than uh, probably polarized. Lately, I have been white frames. Great white frames. Mm -hmm. Yeah, white frames. Anything that matches my jet ski is good. <laughs> 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 uh, do you wrote, do you want a, re a legitimate answer here? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been into gray gray lenses more than amber lately, and I like uh, a, a nice side shield on the side, a nice tall side shield. So technical um, sunglasses. And, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, um, and then like a lot of coverage in the front. Like I don't want a, a gap under underneath of the lens between there and my cheek. So, so it, it almost yeah. sounds like there's a lot of um, snow. Uh, influence there because like everybody on the mountain has like those little side like like little blockers little, little sides, like yeah. blinders on the side yeah no it's kind of like that mountaineering mostly, look well those are called glacier glasses glasses the ones you're thinking of okay glasses. Uh, no it's from fishing uh, early and late in the day when the sun is really low and it's coming in from the side and if you have the um what are they called? The it's called the temple, actually, the earpiece. Uh -huh. If those are skinny, then I get glare in there or the sun shining in. Okay. There's a picture of me with a fish on the front of your boat, Larry. Okay. And my hat is like all cocked to the side, funny because I was wearing it that way because it was sunset and the sun was coming in the side because I wasn't woke uh, to the uh, side shield. Awakeneth. Oh, see, yeah. I would have thought it was just from you smacking it, uh, no seams or something. So, yeah, who knows? Yeah, but uh, no, it's uh, so I don't have to wear my hat like that anymore because the right. sun doesn't come in the sides. Cool. Well, um, yeah. so that was a really random question. It was. Um, <laughs> you, you'll figure out why later. <laughs> okay. When I listen to when I listen to the whole podcast. Yeah, I'll yeah, it out. probably. Okay. All right. So uh, <laughs> just rumors floating about. Um, Did you? We uh, thought you were in the in the. Uh, you might be. Uh, we thought you were on the tent, an, an elite ambassador type mm -hmm. for for a because brand. I have a new pair because I have a new pair of costas. Oh no no oh. no no oh. no. <laughs> No, no, I'm not affiliated with any sunglasses brands, but I have a new pair of Costas that are my knocking around town glasses, and I fish in a pair of Smiths most of the time. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so, so how, did, you how did your birthday treat you? Uh, I worked all day, so oh, no bummer, big deal. man. And Helen wasn't here. I mean, it's her birthday too, so it's nice to share it with her. Oh, you guys are but, twins. Uh, yeah, that was a, nice. that was a good one. Nice. Somebody commented nice. that. Yeah. Ben always uh, Ben you, always tells everybody he's from Maryland. He's actually from West Virginia. <laughs> We're both from West Virginia. Uh, did you guys? Uh, you probably haven't done the mail barge that usually comes towards the end. But did you get my envelope? Uh, I did, in fact. And okay, uh, the uh, it's right here in the stack of mail barge items. Cool. You don't need to do it right now do it with the whole mail barge. I just want to make sure you got it. Yep. And I, I see that uh, you have become a creature of efficiency, and I, it's a tip of the cap to you for uh, getting the, the stamp the stamp for your return yeah. address. Yeah. Yeah, I did that a while ago. That's all going to change. I'm shipping everything out of house pretty soon. I'm not going to handle anything. Uh, so there's gonna there's a lot of changes coming up with my merch. What do you, and, what do you and, say? And, you're, and some, you're not going to send anything out of the house. 
Yeah, everything's going to be handled in a warehouse. Somewhere. Okay, you're going to warehouse everything. Yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're not quite that huge. We still do mm-hmm. um, stickers out of the house. I, I don't ever see us grow into the size where we have to warehouse anything. Yeah, well, I'm at that point now. And oh. I got some new – I'm wearing a new – I'll let the cat out of the bag a little bit for your dedicated listeners. I have a new uh, hoodie. It's, I don't want to call it a sun hoodie, but it's like a hooded – shirt long sleeve that says huge fly fisherman that'll be coming out really soon and some other stuff um and some other surprises that i don't i shouldn't be teasing you with because i can't talk about it so okay yeah well you know one of these days you'll get super cool and super huge and have uh an air freshener but uh mm-hmm. until then <laughs> until then you let us know okay stay Dude, trashy my friend does it does it i swear to god it like changes sense yesterday when I or a couple days ago, when I opened it, it had sort of a, a citrusy, sort of bathroomy smell. Uh-huh. And like, t- like today, I get in there and it smells. It smells totally different. It's more like flowery. Well, we it's, actually had it, to pay extra. Okay, so there's a model that you can get that's just like straight up fragrance, and then there's the XL is what we bought, and it's specifically made for heavy cannabis use areas <laughs> that's what it is and it changes it, it's reactive mm-hmm. it's reactive so that's what it is for the cannabinoids <laughs> so you have unlocked level two mm-hmm. of our wonderful xl um air freshener <laughs> did you uh did you guys watch uh my last video it was called spring float i and i have not watched that one quite yeah yet. there's uh there's something hanging out in the video the whole well there, there's a weed pipe in like half of the video and like oh. some some people notice it some people don't notice it some people commented i think a lot of people probably don't notice it but it's clearly like right there but it's like who gives a shit it's legal so right yeah you're not doing anything wrong there's a beer can next to it too yeah Mm -hmm. my my dog did see it and he did notice (laughs) (laughs) yeah so if that's in there does youtube demonetize that video or does it you know, if they knew about it, they might. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. YouTube probably let's go ruin show. it. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. That's all right. I'm not. I'm not exactly making a lot of money from the YouTube itself, so it's That's no okay. big deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't pay very much, to be honest with you. That's, well, that's any other details. any other big plans other than the uh, the armada that you're bringing down the permitted river? Rub dub dub. Twelve men in a tub. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, there's some stuff on the horizon. Uh, I'm going to Alaska in June. That should be fun. Um, nice. Yeah. So, Southeast Alaska, probably. Uh, Bristol Bay area. Yep. Okay. But uh, with our friend from Southeast Alaska. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've talked to you about that at all. Yet. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So um, that sounds pretty cool. For rainbows, we're going for big rainbows. I hate talking about stuff ahead of time because in case like shit happens and it falls through, you know. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to disappoint myself. Really, I guess. All right. Well, we'll stop trying to, you know, <laughs> pry into your life, prying into <laughs> and trying to, you know, be industry leading in what's going on in the world of the huge fly fisherman. Did, did you guys watch the fly fishing film tour? I have not. Um, oh, we only got like one day left to do it, I think, well, if you want to do it. The reason I did not do it 
is I had actually talked to those folks about doing an in-person event. Um, and they're like, well, we're going to do it, you know, online. Right. But they are open to, depending on how, you know, the COVID thing is going um, later in the year, allowing cool. for, you know, in-person events. So cool. the only way I felt I could keep my hopes alive uh, was to not watch it online. And hopefully uh, our plan is to make it part of the thingy before the dinghy and oh, uh, cool. actually do the event at the amphitheater at Marine Discovery Center. So, That's a pretty good idea. Yeah, so I like that. I, I'm actually uh, quite topical. I'm supposed to call them back um, here in early April to find out what they're thinking about doing something like that. Uh, you don't have it's you're too far out for dates then probably yeah 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 well, well i'll come i'll come back and i'll post the film tour in person and virtually on the screen that would be fun you can, like, um, talk yeah. to yourself we're actually as far as dates though we're actually looking at the first weekend of october um, okay i'm meeting with uh mdc thursday of next week uh, to see if that cool. works for their calendar. Um, so yeah, we'll be, we're going to start locking down dates, uh, for that and start announcing it and start trying to get raffle items and all that kind of stuff. So excellent. We'll, we'll see how I, it goes. I have, uh, solidified a date to go fishing with the, uh, generous individual that donated $2,000. Oh, excellent. For a guide trip with me. Yeah. We finally, uh, got it together and scheduled something. So that's going to be happening in uh, July. Um, takes takes a while, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, he was He was super generous. I still have your hat for him. Okay, good, sitting, good. Sit, sitting on the shelf. Awesome. So, yeah. So All right. Pretty cool. Well, listen, buddy, we're going to let you get back to uh, hanging out and uh, enjoying the rest of your evening. And uh, we're probably going to go back to a quick break and uh, – I think that there's a little smoke on the horizon and it could be some diesel from the mail barge. So (laughs) (laughs) that's right. Hey, Ben, man, thanks for uh, taking our call and catching up. And uh, we hope you have a fantastic trip coming up and we look forward to seeing it some Monday or Sunday in the future. You will. Thanks for calling. It was uh, great to talk to you guys. Have a good night. All right, right, man. See you, you, Ben. See you, Ben. Bye. Valley of the shadow of day. Take a look at my life, realize it's all gone. There ain't nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mother thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking, or where you're walking, or you and your homies might be lying to choke. I really hate the trip, but I got alone. As it croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke. Ooh, been spending most of my life living in a gangster's paradise. Been spending most of my life living in a gangster's paradise. I try to make 
make a better life But I'm stuck here in this gangster's paradise and just like that, Carl's brand new drive-thru tea from uh, Dunkin' Donuts has made it to the table, mm-hmm. and uh, we're ready and refreshed. And like brand new. It's looking like mm-hmm. down by the dock. Mm-hmm. Pulling up there across from old marker five is the mail barge. So uh, as Ben had indicated earlier, he has taking advantage of the mail barge and uh we've got his envelope here i see uh a little note and handwritten very nice handwritten he says that uh my buddy at trout toucher 49 makes these and i thought you guys should have some trout Trout toucher i like it Mm -hmm. I don't even know what it is. All right. Right. So my guess is stickers based on the heft of the envelope. All right. Envelope is empty. Hand is full. Let's see what kind of wares we have here. (laughs) This is um, (laughs) pretty pretty good. Um, Close your eyes and imagine a... An oval with uh, a full-color rooster and brook trout. And the wording around this image that you've conjured in your mind says, I like like my brookies the way I like my cock. Six inches and full of spunk. (laughs) 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 Oh. So I've definitely, I don't know if you guys have noticed, um, I've been putting stickers of, of this ilk in in the back of my pickup. Yeah, like yeah. Inside. Oh, yeah, inside yeah, the yeah, bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, here is uh, the Super Friends with Benefits. It's uh, been, this would probably be a big hit down at the uh, Comic-Con. This, this Trouser Trout Toucher 49. Oh, my God. It sounds like a real prevert yes the, <laughs> you don't come up with this because you're like the patron saint right um a, a masking uh covid masking uh genre of sticker here uh don't hassle me the super friends with benefits <laughs> that's pretty good it's really something this one i don't get um scissor me ten Timbers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I no, but but it. I don't get it. You don't get it? No. I People don't. from the land of Lesbica do that. Oh, now. Okay. Yeah. Now, okay. Okay. I get it. Uh, super damp. <laughs> this is great. This person's crazy. Yeah. This um, is, uh, ben, I understand fully why uh, Trout Toucher, Trouser Trout Toucher sixty nine um, sent these to you, and you sent them just right on along. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, other than the, what do you the, expect me to put these on? Yeah, so, what is that's a like Wonder Woman and somebody, and some other Supergirl and Supergirl out. making out. Yeah. Okay, so uh, this one I've I've got people who are probably getting. Mm-hmm. 
that tagged. So I'm keeping um, that thanks, Ben. <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> yeah. Got a couple additions to the more, inside of the more back important, of the uh, Trout Toucher. What was the last time you saw your therapist? All right. Um, this this piece of uh, mail <laughs> is uh, one that I'm just not quite a hundred percent sure whether we should be opening it on the air or not. Um, it's simply addressed to Carl. Mm-hmm. I think we'll let you open it. Oh, maybe you can my, decide if you want to share with the class. Maybe from, it, maybe from it's my, fa- from Fayetteville, Arkansas. May, maybe it's my stimulus check. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's been. It, it, it did have the feel of a handwritten note inside. Right. Fayetteville. Fayetteville, Arkansas. Mm. See what's going on around here. It's it's a really nice. It's envelope. a nice envelope. Yeah, it's a like note card size. Yeah, it's got like um like a Hallmark situation here. That that looks like Carlton cards or something. Right. Isn't yeah, that? yeah. Isn't that the brand. <laughs> oh, handwritten note. This this guy's name's Trout Wrangler, apparently. Carl and the boys. Okay. Yeah. Uh, enjoy these stickers. I hope they serve you boys well. Keep the hits coming. Parker Hale. Hale. Yeah, Parker yeah. Hale. Nice. Guide flies truck beers. Or guide truck flies beers. Decent. I like, like it. it. Uh huh. Guide flies and truck say, meters. No offense, Ben, but these ones are. I like these ones. These more. ones are. They're definitely more useful. I can tell you right now, there's a door in downtown Melbourne. That's <laughs> oh <this> my way. god! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we have a post from Palmer, Alaska. I like it from Jordan Perigo. Let's see if I can't get this bad boy up. And it's pretty heavy. A lot of, a lot of vinyl inside here. Oh, looks like we have some correspondence. Some stickers. Oh, we have single-spaced typed. We got a novel, Oh, baby. that looks like a typewriter. It type. does. It looks straight-up typewriter-ish. Um it has to be because it runs on. Look, it runs onto the one side of the page. And and actually so it says Dear Trailer Trash Fly Fishing Crew, comma, comma. <laughs> and then it, God damn it, he said right then that, when that, he hit that second one. Then it says D and then it's struck through. Right. It's starting over. During the spring of twenty twenty, I was in a big low. COVID caused so much uncertainty in life. Would there be a fishing season in Bristol Bay? No guide season, but I was still able to escape society and experience off-grid living for the third year in a row. Would my path be a young and dumb... Would my path to be a young, dumb Air Force lieutenant be affected? Yes, but life goes on. The only thing that kept me sane during the spring was y'all's podcast. The job I had at the time was numbingly boring. I am thankful I stumbled across the podcast when I when I could listen to up to three episodes in the same shift. Wow. That gave me the ability to listen from episode zero. Being from the rural part of Virginia, southwest area, it's pretty close to where I am in northeast Tennessee, 
and currently living and going to college in Alaska, saltwater conservation and fishing is something I want to be part of. I hope the crew is doing good building boats, drinking beers, and being huge anglers. Enjoy these stickers, uh, which has been my main conservation issue lately. Definitely wouldn't mind reestablishing the Meth Lab sticker collection with one of these. Also, hope Carl approves of this method of letter writing. <laughs> I just I just picked up this World War II era typewriter the other day. Hell I hope yeah. this finds you in good health. And shit I got to say, it smells like uh, you'd imagine it being from the 40s. Please excuse my many typos. Grammar was never my strong suit. <laughs> so appropriate. <laughs> Stay trashy, fellas. Jordan. That was awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, on a vintage typewriter. We're not laughing at you. Uh-huh. We're laughing with you. And uh, here's a fresh batch of No Pebble Mine stickers. Oh, yeah. Probably we will nice. definitely yeah. get behind that and get those in the appropriate spots. Finally, we have um, some stuff out of Georgia. Georgia. This came in two different. Uh, we have an envelope and a box. The box being the first thing that arrived. Um, we've had it for a while now. What's that? Oh, we're yeah, keeping we just, secrets uh, down the other I, end yeah. of the table? There, it there's a like sticker a- that says quality hooch. Oh. And I thought it was a different word that ends in ooch. <laughs> and I was like, man, ooch? we are on a right. roll with <laughs> yeah, stickers yeah. today. Oh, man. All right. I see some handwritten mm-hmm. correspondence here, Carl. All right. Carl, you seem to be... I don't have my glasses. So I'm going to let you... You got a nice... We didn't go for a pen here. We went with a, with a sharpie. Full, full Sharpie. Uh, Taylor, boys, it's been a long time coming. Got y'all some podcast fuel. Though they're no longer heady beers, I think you'll enjoy the newest I'm pedaling up here in ATL. More to come. I'd love to eventually get down and fish with y'all. Better yet, run in the derby. Good luck out there, JR. Yeah, so JR actually sent us uh, a good selection of beer. Okay. Uh, along with some seltzer from Scofflaw Brewing. Okay. Is, he's a rep at Scofflaw. And uh, we just got those in the fridge right before the show started. So I think we'll just wait for Mark to get back. Okay. Do a and tasting. Then, mm-hmm. then the four of us uh, will do a tasting. We haven't then. done a good beer tasting no. in a while. We'll do it. And uh, he actually sent one of uh, – Ben and I both saw what, what he sent. One of the beers is uh, an IPA that – is specifically that JR sent, and I'm very um, thankful that you sent it, JR. It's a fuck cancer. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. IPA. So I'm looking forward to uh, vibing on that. So inside the box, in addition to all of the awesome beverages that we're going to try as soon as Mark is back, is just envelope and bag after envelope and bag. So the first envelope is. A ton of the Good Luck Banana branded stickers. Here's like the Chiquita Banana, Good Luck Banana. Nice. Oh, yeah, cool. Like a little punk, little punk little rockish. Yeah. Uh, we've got buttons. Ooh, oh, yeah. Put it on my thrash vest. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's the uh, 
Oh, it's a banana and a Grateful Dead skull. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Banana and the crosshairs. I like it. Just the straight up good luck banana. Little tiny guys. That's familiar. All of which are totally rad. Thank you, sir. Yeah, very cool. The next baggie of vinyl goodness. Let's see what we got here. Patton's Meat Market. Patton's. I feel like I earned that one today. Oh, you did. <laughs> you did. Oh, uh, let's see. We got... Uh, totally clicked on my iPad. Oh, here's a, a, a drunken feather uh, from the fly... For the Barfly. Nice. In Safety Harbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, skate and Fish. Oh, that's and cool. And the Skate and Destroy. Yeah. I've got a Skate and Fish sticker on my new Did, do any of you guys recognize this dude? That's... Uh, oh, he's on that buff over yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the guys from uh, the shop. Fishhawk. At Fishhawk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, with the, the crazy mustache. Uh, anybody identify the state? Uh... Oh, was, if you was flip it over, Kansas. it looks like Georgia. Wisconsin, I don't Missouri, Georgia. Okay, I would see. I fucking nailed it. Yeah. Some some good fish hawk stickers upside down and backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, this is great. Puck Febble Mine. <laughs> <laughs> And oh, this is cool for like a this is foundry. Um, it's a mason That's jar nobody, with uh, a trout. You can you okay. can have with uh, lightning just, bugs. I think I just saw a lightning bug outside. We ran out to the yeah. The, they're yeah. they're around. They call those stars in these parts. Okay, it was a little a little lower. <laughs> Johnny's stickfish. Kind of crazy looking. That's, mm-hmm. that's something. Uh, Crosby Hop Farms, LLC. And then Gar Hole Records. That's actually a really killer gar. Mm-hmm. That's sick. Yeah. So <coughs> Awesome. More. Oh, and of course, a bunch of Scofflaw Brewing out of Atlanta stickers. I like these goats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We actually cool. had some good, uh, some good sticker situations just oh, we the got, last week. Really, we got flies. Oh, and check out the the teeny tiny little. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, it's like, like a little, brim. Yeah, yeah, the brim, um, brim patch. Patch. Mm-hmm. And finally, last one here. This is what you saw earlier. Atlanta, oh, the, the good good sticker. Hooch. Forever clean and sustainable Chattahoochee. Mm-hmm. Down, way down. <laughs> way down yonder. Right. Way out yonder. Mm-hmm. On the. So anyway, I can't get them out. There we go. Yeah, so I've had some good handoffs this week. It's uh, you know, just like kind of some small world stuff. Um, Floyd skiffs sticker on the back of my truck the guy says hey what you know what is that who is that is his name brian yeah really yeah me and brian worked together like 30 years ago like rigging outboards some dealership oh wow yeah so an old an old uh acquaintance of his and then 
um, I think I put it on our group thread. Kid came by to buy some stuff at the shop, and uh, we were talking about there was this. Um, he called it a Keys Island Runners type thing in the lagoon, and everybody brought their skiffs out and this and that and the other. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds familiar. Yeah, I've <laughs> heard of that. Sticker. Yeah. So that was uh, a couple good situations to have uh, some stickers handy. And yeah, did. yeah. So and it's, you know, it's good. it's crazy. Stickers on the back of your vehicle a lot of times are those conversation starters. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then finally, Jr. also sent a follow up of some more stickers. Because he was slacking. G. These are some quality bananas here. These are dope. And there's a little note inside that simply says, fellas, a little something new that missed the last package. Good luck out there. JR, enjoy. JR, thanks, buddy, man. That was awesome. Seriously. And we're. We're looking forward to sampling the fine beverages that you sent down from Scofflaw, mm-hmm. and we'll do that on the next episode when Mark's back. I think that we could probably do like like a beer with, but just like a thousand beers amongst or yeah. something, <laughs> right? And do our like our like our tasting thing, but just do a whole. Because I mean, we've got a lot. We do, like, yeah. The refrigerator's full. Yeah, all kind of different. We'd have to get like from, little for, plastic. Cups. You know what I wish we would have done like long ago was like put a map on the wall. Oh, and so, so every time we've gotten beer sent, like we yeah. could like find where the brewery is. We would have so many pins yeah. in the map. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'd have to get so much spackle to fix your wall. Yeah. Looks like you've had termites. No, sir, we've just <laughs> drank a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, last weekend, um, dear friend of the show, Jameson, and I went uh, out and did a little fishing in uh, the lagoon. A little lagoon report for you. The water quality's hanging in there. Um, still cool got a little still windy. cool yeah it's, it's been windy the last couple of days so i would imagine it's probably a little silted up but overall the water quality is like closer to clean than it is dirty as mm-hmm. far as like that skanky uh algal look um we saw quite a few fish um had a couple that you know gave us a lean and or a turn but uh, at the end of the day, we weren't out long enough to capture a skunk set, but uh, surely we would have if we'd have stayed out. Um, we went by JB's, had a good lunch, and uh, overall, um, you know, it's just a good day to get out on the water. Um, I had been out two days prior um, in the Hobie Power Skiff and was out with Wyatt doing some uh, father-son, teach him how to run a tiller kind of day. And uh, one thing that was kind of interesting is we were coming in after he and I had lunch at JB's. Uh, we were at the CNS ramp, uh, Canaveral National Seashore. Uh, they just redid the ramp there, mm-hmm. uh, or redid the docks on each side of the ramp, uh, made it more skiff-friendly, um, they dropped them down, right? They, they dropped like them down. Nine miles high. Yeah, they were super high. Mm-hmm. So um, while we were uh, loading up our watercraft, a um, couple of young ladies were pulling up and putting their boat on the trailer. 
and Wyatt and I had seen them uh, earlier down at the dock that's uh, just south of Eldora, uh, which is where several of the universities, uh, there's a house that's set back uh, from the water there that was given to the state, and the state allows like all the universities to, to use it for like their research people and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So having recognized that obviously they were researchers that were out there, um, I asked the one young lady, I was like, what kind of research were you out doing today? She like lit up like the fact that, you know, she was going to get to talk about it. And she was like, oh my gosh, I wrote my thesis on, you know, restoring shorelines. And I did a project a little over a year ago where I did um, the oyster shell placement along with uh, planting some mangroves on a shoreline south of here. And I said, oh, you're talking about down where the shell midden is right before it opens up you know, north of George's bar. She's like, oh my gosh, you, you, you've seen it. And I was like, absolutely, I've seen it. And I said, so what's what's the prognosis? You know, what, what's your, you know, how, how'd it go a year into it? And I can't remember the number, but like she had obviously taken measurements like of the shoreline mm-hmm. and everything prior to installing mm-hmm. all that. There's actually a provable benefit and an expansion of the actual the bed the That's land awesome. yeah of <laughs> the the shoreline actually getting more robust rather than continuing to erode mm-hmm. um she said that there was a few um of the oyster bags and stuff that had really taken a beating and and you know there were certain little sites within her total project that didn't fare as well as she had hoped. And I said, well, that's interesting. I said, um, you guys were just using, you know, the bags. And mm-hmm. she said, yeah. And I said, well, have you seen anything from um, the Riverside Conservancy? They're using a different type of uh, more concrete-based um, shell. Like slurry kind of? Well, yeah, they, they almost look like like little like pyramids mm-hmm. that have like shells sticking out of them, mm-hmm. um, so that they're heavier, they stay put or whatever. She's like, "No, I haven't seen those yet." And she's like, "Who who does that again?" I said, "The Riverside Conservancy. It's a a new nonprofit that's doing a whole lot of living shoreline restoration over in the Edgewater area." She's like, "I graduate in like a couple of months. I'll be looking for a job." I said. Mm-hmm. look them up on you know instagram or whatever so she then said something about she knew a different style of the oyster restoration modules that are being built and uh, i wasn't very familiar with what she was trying to describe to me but a couple of days later shannon and i had gone by marine discovery center and out back where they used to uh, do the shell bagging mm-hmm. now that there is this different um do you know what baling twine looks like yeah uh-huh. um they basically make a cone out of baling twine and as they're making that out of the baling twine they're using concrete or cement i don't know if it has aggregate mm-hmm. in it to make it concrete but they're making these it looks like a little volcano and it's that jute style twine along with the concrete 
and shells. Mm-hmm. And I don't know this for a fact, but I just looking at it, it looks like okay, the concrete's going to be hard concrete with the old oyster shells in it that the oyster spat would you know attach to and begin a new reef. Right. Yeah, more maybe surface area. Well, surface area, and then I'm also thinking that that the that jute will rot away mm-hmm. and it'll leave a bunch of like little tunnels and stuff so that really small crabs and stuff you know it's yeah, going to yeah, yeah. create a, an immense amount of uh surface area yeah like you're talking about so there's been quite a bit of change it looks like in the methodology yeah. that they're using and uh i know they've changed materials a couple times since uh-huh. i've known of it in the last you know what, three or four years or right that or or less um just kind of updating the, just the bags themselves right and now with these that's it seems like uh but it's really getting the hang of it. yeah and mm-hmm. it, it seems like there's like an acceleration of more and more of these shoreline projects going on mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see what kind of long-term impact they have hopefully you know for the better mm-hmm. um the downer of the day of uh when Jameson and I went out, um, right after we launched, I mean, as soon as we came around the corner um, in the area of Hong Kong, um, there was a dead manatee uh, floating along. So I went ahead and came off plane, went over, um, pretty big manatee, you know, not one of the super jumbo, like really old dudes, mm-hmm. but like definitely an adult. Um, tits up just floating along so i called the fwc number to report it and they were like okay you're like number four of the day our our people are all the way down in titusville uh we may have already had this report um you're in oak hill yep i'm in oak hill um well here's the address that we have for the first one that we got this morning in oak hill and i was like nope that's like two miles from here that's up in a canal Mm -hmm. where, where you're giving it's off gary avenue nope i'm pretty far from there so give them the best you know drop a pin give them the location i get a call back from um one of the biologists that says can you tell me more about you know the location can you tell me more about the manatee or whatever and i said it's fresh Mm -hmm. like really super fresh tender and i said uh you know i've i've seen them and you know if they've been out here for any Mm -hmm. length of time you know, they start blistering in the mm-hmm. sun and splitting. I said, yeah, that's not – dude, tell them, don't dry rub. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So – that up. I took pictures and sent them to her, and she was like, oh, my God, that's really fresh. So she – in a morbid kind of way, they were excited because they would actually – it would be a benefit to, to their do, research. See what's yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah, a necropsy to see what's going on. Um I, you know, I'm no manatee expert, so I couldn't look at it and say it looked emaciated. It mm-hmm. just looks like a big manatee to me. Um, and then probably two hours, two and a half hours later, um, Jameson and I were fishing a flat where I've never seen a manatee on that flat because it's typically so shallow. Mm-hmm. And there was actually a manatee on that flat, half out of the water, like basically crawling along the shoreline, reaching up into the marsh to try to find stuff to eat mm-hmm. it's insane so yeah. what were the numbers there was like a number published like uh, as, as of, of 20, last week yeah um 400 
Oh, Over 400 say, have, 300, have, yeah, yeah. have died in 2021. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, that's like almost a quarter of the population in our area. Mm-hmm. Or is it almost a sixth? No, because we have 6,000 I think 6,000 in the state and 3,000 in the area. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. And I was thinking it was 2,000, but it's either 2,000 or 3,000. Uh, it's like probably 3,000. Yeah. So. So that's, I mean, that's almost a sixth of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's called chickens coming home to roost. Yeah, it is. And that's the sad part. Um, You know, and again, I I know I've been vocal on Instagram um, about the the fact that the the dikes um, are a problem. Um, You know, I, I totally get the whole, you know, septic tanks need to be changed out for sewer. I get the whole, you know limiting what gets washed in from fertilizer what gets in from roads and all that but the fact remains 85 percent of the filtration for the lagoon the natural filtration the salt marsh has been put in a position where it doesn't operate any longer it's Mm -hmm. because of those dikes and the mosquito impoundments and that mosquito impoundment uh, that's not the way that everybody manages mosquitoes in 2021. It's mm-hmm. it's old technology. It's not very efficient technology, and it's killing the entire ecosystem. And the the thing that really sucks is Barrett Island National Wildlife Refuge was you know given a charter by Congress uh, in the 50s when it was formed, or 60s whenever it was. Um, that says migratory water birds, shorebirds, and waterfowl are the top priority for the you know for the mm-hmm. management of the refuge, and by virtue of all the ducks and the shorebirds that like those impoundment areas, the management of the refuge is like, no, it, we're managing it for these mm-hmm. and they like that. And Dan, you know, the, mm-hmm. to hell with the rest of the ecosystem. It doesn't make sense to me that you don't manage the entire ecosystem to be healthy. Number one, right. and then everything goes downhill from there and you can prioritize. So unfortunately I think it's going to take an act of Congress to change how they to change manage act, it to change an act of congress yeah to change yeah. an act of congress and uh you know i'll be the first one to admit that you know manatees are mildly annoying as far as how many there are and how dangerous it has become right um to have so many in the area they've decimated not not by their own fault but they've decimated the seagrass what's left after the problem with the uh algal blooms and I, I really wished that Save the Manatee Club, which has a shit ton of clout, can't put aside their singular purpose mm-hmm. of save one species and say, let's save the estuary. Because if you have a clean, healthy estuary, the manatees are going to be fine. Right. You know? right. That's the first thing I, I thought when I saw... Um, you know, those numbers published and that stuff going on is, well, you know, as terrible as it might seem. Again, it's kind of exciting to see something that's going to garner a lot of attention. Yeah, yeah, true. You know. And it's 
vindication uh, to a certain degree that, you know, I've long maintained that, you know, the, the tipping point was reached when we had the cold weather event back in 2010 and, you know, it, all the, the fish kill kind of pushed the nutrient load over the cliff. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've said since then, you know, all you got to do is look at, you know, lower Laguna Madre in Texas. They had the same thing happen, similar system, closed system, you know, micro tidal system, the whole, you know, almost apples to apples. Um, nature always finds a way to reach balance. And unfortunately, manatees are part of what's getting balanced back out right mm-hmm. now. Um, but then you look at, you know, for how our estuary is viewed as far as like, you know, it's, it's imperiled, it's, you know, dirty. You do have some species because of the climate. We haven't had a cold winter mm-hmm. since then. Look at how snook have come back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see pictures of really nice snook all the time, like to the point that I'm like, why haven't I shifted gears and started snook fishing a little Mm -hmm. bit more? Um, Because it's it's definitely Mm -hmm. definitely changed. The, um, I mean, I'm I'm kind of, I guess, perked up just to the fact that I'm sure there's going to be some meetings going on Mm -hmm. because that is not not a great look no Th- those kind of numbers are just are pretty bad so 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 i also am kind of confused how it seems to have snuck up on everybody um, right everybody meaning um the people that are responsible mm-hmm. that are paid a salary to manage uh merritt island um, my question specifically about how like the fishing is, um, you know, you talk to most everybody and everybody's complaining about how the fishing's terrible. Um, there, it's pretty obvious that, uh, you know, all the resident breeder size redfish, uh, have been displaced from where they historically were found. Um, I believe a majority of them have, uh, moved and and taken up residence you know at the inlet Mm -hmm. more so than living in the lagoon proper um and then there's a mechanism that's always existed um and my only thought of why it existed had to be like to to be like a bellwether monitoring ability the 70, you know, 70 permitted guides that, that fish the lagoon, Mm -hmm. uh, that utilize the lagoon as a commercial enterprise, uh, versus if we go out there, we're just out there to have fun, right? Mm -hmm. They're, they're using our resource as an instrument of their business. Uh, one of the requirements of that is they have to report their catches, and the lagoon is broken down into several different areas uh, alphabetically. And so they have to file a catch report. And they report how many paid charters they took in a month. While on those charters, how many people they took. And then how many fish did they catch 
and what area of the refuge they were fishing, A, B, C, wherever. Why over the last decade that it's been declining has there not been notice of declining fish catch numbers? Mm-hmm. I would almost That's imagine. That's a good point. Yeah, well, I mean, we know part of that story is there's a lot of fudging that goes on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've reviewed on occasion some of those fish logs, and there's people that are claiming that they're taking, you know, 120 trips a year and catching a bunch of fish. And it's like, wait a second. I, there's no possible way mm-hmm. that, that you've done what you're saying you're doing. And I don't understand the motivation on the part of the permitted guides to fudge, to fudge those numbers. Unless they're worried that, you know. They'll get, they'll, they won't get it the next year. The, they won't get it or they'll reduce the number of, you know, guided trips that are permitted or right. whatever. But, you know, it, it's one of those. Like if you don't. Self-fulfilling prophecies mm-hmm. that, you know, you fuck around, you get the horns. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I guess there's a lot of people talking about, you know, running to Alaska for the summer mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than sticking it out here. And uh, for good reason. Right. I think it's going to be a shitty fucking summer. Yeah. Um, the lagoon sucks. Tell your friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, uh, you know, beyond uh, more doom and gloom, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's still a nice way to spend an afternoon. Um, it hasn't turned to that, that pea soup yet, but I'm sure it's coming. But, uh you know, at that point, I guess we'll all shift gears and just start going to uh, Disappearing Island. That's right. Right? Yep. Hang out. Get your get your loud stereos hooked up on the skiffs and big fast outboards, and we'll just make this into Biscayne Bay, too. Well, here we go. Here we go. Um, all right. Well, um, anybody else got any notes that they need to cover? That's pretty much it. I mean, it's been... Uh, just kind of gangbusters lately looks like we're gonna have a little bit of a slowdown industry wide based on some supply supply chain chain. Mm -hmm. yeah which has been pretty pretty wild um the long and short of that is you know a record record breaking i mean record after record breaking you know last year and a half two years um and it's just it's just tough to to maintain that kind of pace. Yeah. I mean it's just, you know, outboards are kinda little scarce for a little bit and then the now we're getting into materials. So yeah. um it is what it is. I actually heard some Well, I think the economy's kinda changing a little bit too. Yeah. People um, are starting to tighten up their their spending. Yeah. And it's it's a cyclical thing. I mean, with that many new boats on the water from the last year and a half, mm-hmm. it's not everybody's going to get a new boat every single year. Right. It just is what it is. Yep. Um, our market stuff will probably be kind of similar, but the big big boys will continue. Yeah. Well, um, just want to um, say thank you to all the listeners that have visited uh, taylortrash.com and shopped. Uh, I can tell you that uh, the month of March has been our best month ever for 
merchandise sales. Um, every time you guys buy a t-shirt or a buff or a coffee cup or anything like that that we've got in the store, it uh, helps us keep uh, the podcast hosted, our website alive, and a little bit of money to get uh, some food that we enjoy before we do these podcasts so a big thank you to everybody that uh, Mm -hmm. made that record month possible in march a little bit of housekeeping Uh, we are meeting with marine discovery center this coming week to discuss uh, the date of the dinghy derby and poker run for this year Um, should have that nailed down be able to announce that so people can start making plans for travel um, we've got a couple of other small events that, uh, are going to be part of those discussions with Marine Discovery Center. Uh, hopefully we're looking at hosting a monthly, uh, deal in the evenings, uh, over the, over the course of the summer and the fall while the weather's nice. And, uh, once we get a green light for that, we'll update everybody on it and would hope to see, everybody come out because you know the the secret sauce behind the podcast is it's a social event for us um and we hope that by doing these new micro events that we're talking about putting together and getting approval for we'll get to meet more and more of you guys on a face-to-face basis and uh build relationships with you guys see you guys build relationships with each other and uh the byproduct is a love for the lagoon and keeping it pristine for the next generation. So uh, all of it kind of weaves itself together. Again, thanks for supporting us. Um, lastly, not super important, but if you got the time, Apple Podcast, give us a review, uh, not just a, a rating of how many stars, but if you can put, you know, a one word review is better than no review at all. It, it helps us and mm-hmm. we'd appreciate it. So, uh, beyond that, that's all I've got to say. And I've got Cameron Mortensen reached out to me because when I was lining the dusty to crusty, he mentioned, he he's like, yeah, I've got this one line. You'll really like it. And I told you about the four Oh six line. And he said, Oh, what does he like about it? I said, you know, actually, I don't know. And he reached out and said, hey, man, I listened to it. Here's a little bit more information on them. Um, so they're old SA tapers, okay. like old school ones. Um, he retired. The Tom Broadhead came across them. He retired and started a new fly line company, which I'm assuming is the 406 lines. Um what I know about Tom is he's a cool dude, goes on Bigfoot expeditions, and offers up a great fly line for the money. Um, and I will say, having I've, I've gone out and fished it a few times, it does cast really nice on that line, so or that rod. So All right, so uh, 406 fly lines, if you want to support uh, Bigfoot expeditions and throw <laughs> a little old-school cool line on your reel. That's where you can get it. And uh, Cameron, thanks for the follow-up. It mm-hmm. tells us that you're listening, and we do appreciate that. Well, uh, without any further ado, I think uh, that's going to be a wrap for episode 62 of Taylor Trash Fly Fishing After Dark. Just have a good time. <laughs> Cheers, boys.
Thank you guys very much. I love you guys. Do you guys have a bedtime? No. Nope. Call me either. A bedtime. <laughs>